Blog Talk Radio. I was eating, I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met... Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP Yoga. It's Nacho Mama's Yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits. It was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. High five. Well, <laughs> well, well. It is Wednesday night. It is another episode of GDP Radio live right here at GDPRadio.com. We're back again. I feel like I just blinked my eyes and another week went past, and uh, we're back with another brand-new show. Really looking forward to uh, tonight. But before we go, before we get going over here, we got some business to take care of. First things first, got to announce my co-host, but I can't do it here, just on the penthouse suite. I got to climb up to the roof, and I got to climb up to the tallest radio tower and the tallest part of the tallest building right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex, and I've got to search into the deep, the abyss, the white north, the mountain of Ontario, where I look and I search for a castle, and in that castle, houses the firstborn child of Tim Horton and Anne Marie. <laughs> She's a Canadian hero. She is the one, the only, Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. And you know, maple syrup is our currency, so there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. The, the patron saint there of you syrup, go. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I remember last week you said, "Can these uh, intros get any more ridiculous?" And, and damn it, I took right. that as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at it. Oh. Uh, well, all right. Well, here we go. Um, uh, we got a little bit of business to conduct. I got to hit on a couple things that I was asked to talk about. But uh, before we do that, let's just uh, get our guest in on the conversation, too. Uh, without any further ado, she's been here a few times before. You know her. She's all over the DDPY community. Uh, she is such an inspirational person. She's been uh, fighting some battles for a long time, and she just keeps sitting up to the plate and keeps knocking them out of the park. And she's a fighter, and she's a warrior, and she is our Warrior of the Week. Again, we uh, we don't usually have another Warrior of the Week uh, more than once, but people putting in the work and living the life, you know, they deserve to keep being honored, and we have a hell of a warrior for you here tonight. The one and only, the returning Krista Tyler. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me back. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. Crystal? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm cold, but nothing new. (laughs) Uh, What else is new? Uh, Well, it's a fun show tonight, uh, and I'm excited. And we already got your story from the past show, but we're going to do a little refresher in just a minute for anybody who's listening and not familiar 
um, with you. But before we get started on that, I was asked, I just wanted to hit everyone up and, uh, and uh, remind everyone that the DDPY uh, retreat is coming up. And if you have any information, ddpy.com, uh, if you've never been on the DDPY retreat, and you should definitely check out the video uh, Sally Jane Smith and DDP did uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, uh, announcing the retreat and all the fun stuff. And, you know, Sally uh, runs that thing like a finely uh, tuned, uh, tuned instrument. She's got that thing down to a T. Everything is so organized. She is great at what she does. Um, and if you uh, look into the archive of the DDPY, the, the filming of all of those uh, retreats, um, we lost Jim Steinman, the singer from Meatloaf. And you can actually listen to or the writer for me, if you can listen to Mike Mullins tear down the house live on a rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart, that'll make you just faint. Uh, it was the most <laughs> epic, beautiful version ever of that song. And uh, you can actually look at that video archives on the DDPY Retreat uh, website. So I highly recommend you do so. Just for the sake of seeing me. Don't, you don't even need to go to the retreat. Just That's a gift enough. You don't have to pay for anything for that. But anyways, uh, enough of my absurdity. Well, DDPYretreat.com, by the way, and uh, Sally Jean and Travel Smiths are taking care of all that stuff like they usually do, and it's an incredible time. So I get that out of the way first, a little business out of the way. Um, and to get started here, uh, we're going to take it a little different uh, than we usually do. We usually you know, just do the biography and stuff, but I know that you have been dealing with so much uh, you know, health problems over the past couple of years. Can you give us just a quick synopsis of, of, of how you got here to become you know, one of our DDPY Warriors of the Week and also give us an update how you're doing health-wise and uh, you know, how you've been handling the quarantine and all that stuff? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Uh, It'll be two years next month that I was diagnosed with invasive triple positive breast cancer. Um, And basically every treatment you can imagine that they do for breast cancer, I had done over the past two years. And I was determined to continue doing DDP yoga throughout. I had started the program maybe nine months prior to my diagnosis. Um, and I was determined to keep going. And when I was diagnosed, it was literally one of the first questions after, like, how bad is it? Can I continue exercising? And he looked at me and he said, you can, but you won't be able to. And I was just like, uh, yeah, that was the perfect thing to say to me because I was just like, watch me. And it really, because I can be so stubborn, so it really kind of lit a fire underneath of me to try to do my best at least to prove him wrong and keep going on the journey that I had been on that I was really pleased with that I was doing so well with when I got hit with this setback. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey over the past two years, and then, of course, uh, yeah, the world changed and COVID happened, and um, I've been managing it really well, actually. I'm, I'm trying to get back to life as normal. Um, well, I wouldn't really say normal, but the new normal for me. Um, COVID aside, it's always going to be a little bit different. Um, but it's, you know, what can I say? You, you take the good, you take the bad, and uh, you do what you can with it and make the best of it, and it's one of those things in life that you have no control over, whether it's the pandemic happening or a health diagnosis or something else, you just have 
to, um, you know, try to look always on the bright side of things and control how you react to situations because that's basically all you can do. Krista, I I really want to touch on something um, that you said is that, you know, because everything has been so hard in the world for pretty much it's been a leveling for everyone. Everyone is struggling with something at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. I really want to know how, how do you square your mindset to deal with everything that you've been dealing with? And then just to have this thrown on top of you, um, how, yeah, how do you stay positive? Uh, I look at it as I can either try to stay positive or I can just let the swirl that goes on in the world and in my head and all the negativity that everyone is dealing with right now because we're all on a global level at such a high level of burnout. I mean, I don't think there's yep. anyone who is not feeling the burn right now from just yep. the constant stress and anxiety from everything. So we are all on a, a pretty much level playing field right now. So I've just decided that it's it's not healthy to just feel all that weight. So I try really hard to just take it day by day. And whenever anything bad happens, just I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, that really sucks. What can I do with this to make it at least worth it in a way if I can twist it somehow and be like this is really bad but is there anything that I can gain from it so it's you know taking something good from the bad yeah that's interesting um (laughs) you know that was it was was interesting you know you know, obviously we, we want to put a positive spin on things in life. And, you know, all of us, I guess, who made it out of this thing are, are luckier than a lot of people who didn't. And I think that's important um, to recognize, too, because as, as much as uh, we've all been suffering the past few years, there's a lot of people who, who weren't lucky to survive this. And, and it's it's humbling. And to think of all the people we lost during this, it gets overwhelming. And I, I kind of wanted to kind of pose a question to everyone here tonight and do a little something different. I was thinking about some, uh, you know, uh, the past year or two and, and the quarantine and, and what we could pull out of it and what we, we were capable. You know, we, it's the first time probably in our adults, probably the last time that we'll ever have an opportunity to have this much downtime to, uh, you know, do whatever we want. You know, in reason about going out, you can get fit. You can focus on, you know, taking a class or, or mastering painting or just we all have this ability to kind of, do the things that we never thought we'd do because there's no time to because we're adult human beings who don't have that luxury. Um, and for me, I, I remember uh, thinking, um, you, you know, you're alone a lot. You're isolated. There's, there's nowhere to go, nothing to do. For me, silence can be dangerous because silence makes my, my head start spinning and, and my overthinking everything. And I get in this like a uh, spider pattern of just, you know, thoughts and over stressing and all this stuff. But we've had a time to be with ourselves a lot over quarantine. And as much as it can be difficult to get into those patterns of stress thinking, we're probably able to find out some things about ourselves that we didn't really know while we have the, so much time um, thinking and just quiet and introspection. And I wanted to pose the question to all three of us that 
when I'll start with you, uh, Krista, what is something you learned about yourself during quarantine that you didn't really, you know, uh, have a full grasp on or understand or what you're capable of or anything like that? What's something that really you brought, uh, the quarantine brought out in you that you kind of really understood? What did you learn about you during all this time? Um, I learned that I don't really like sitting still. <laughs> um, I had kind of learned that before because I initially had my quarantine actually started a bit earlier because I had been going through chemo for a year prior to this happening. So I had already been basically in isolation for a year before the world kind of went in isolation. Um, so I don't do relaxing, and I've realized that um, it is just not not my natural state to just be still and sit in home and relax. Um, I constantly need to be doing. Like I need to be up and cleaning or I need to be doing something with my hands, like I, I make jewelry or I need to be reading or something. I learned that I cannot relax ever, that I can eat a very impressive amount of chocolate um, when I do have idle hands. <laughs> <laughs> So I've learned oh. that I really need to work on being able to be comfortable with my own company and not doing, which is, for me, extremely challenging and something I have not mastered yet. Oh, that's interesting. You know, uh, yeah, I, wow. I, you know I'm, I can be self-contained and keep myself busy. I'm, I'm good at relaxing. I'll just put that that way. But I kind of wondered how a lot of people who just really get antsy like that and just have trouble just kind of laying low for a bit, you know, it must have been a real difficult, uh, you know, contrast. I, I, you had gone through it, you know, before with your chemo and stuff. But, uh, you know, I know that probably as soon as you got done with that, you weren't expecting to have to kind of camp out and lay low for another year or so. I mean, everyone was actually – it's the funny thing about chemo. It was over, and everyone was like, okay, well, it's, you're done. You can go back to your life now. Everything's normal. It's over. Um, so I actually felt a lot of pressure to just be like, okay, well, I no longer have cancer, and everyone thinks I should be back to normal, and I wasn't back to normal yet. Um, and then, of course, you know, everything else changed, and I couldn't come back to normal anyway. Um, so for me, you know, boredom really started setting in. And uh, so I exercised. I ate a lot of chocolate. I scrubbed a lot of floors. And so like I said, I can't sit still. I'm, like, incredibly antsy. So I'm like, I see a spot on that floor. I don't sit down there and scrub that. Because if I sit here, then my brain's going to be thinking, I just can't take that. <laughs> so, that's so, um, that's really interesting. Company like that. Well, that, yeah, that's really interesting. And, and I want to ask you about that real quick because – I've never had cancer. I've known a lot of people who did, but there's this idea that as soon as you get diagnosed, uh, you know, to not have the cancer in your body anymore, you're, you're cleared of having that. People expect like, you know, it's a victory lap. Yay. We won. Let's move on. But it's got to have a huge psychological toll just knowing what yep. your body had been through that people don't really understand or aren't willing to wrap their head around. There's probably some, tr you know, post-traumatic stress and all all those type of things, knowing that your fate is unknown and all the things you must deal with mentally, it, it must be really hard to just snap back into what you once knew life to be. 
Yeah, it's um, it's actually really unrealistic. There is no snapping back into what life used to be. And I was diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder um, in the recent year, stemming from my cancer diagnosis. Um, you know, chemo ends, but you're not immediately recovered. Whenever you have chemotherapy, you have radiation, even after your hair starts growing back, and you might look normal and you might look healthy, those effects last for years, and then there's always the effects that you get from treatment itself. Um, like I have lymphedema and fibrosis in my chest now. I don't have full range of motion. My arm swells up. It's incredibly painful. Um, so I might look like I'm totally fine, kind of like I looked before, except you know, ten pounds heavier. <laughs> but I still have physical issues from treatment, and of course. I mean, yes, it does affect you emotionally because it takes your whole life and everything you knew, and it just flips it on its head, gives you the finger, and says, I don't care what you think you have going on. This is now your center of focus, and everything else gets scattered. And when it happens over such a prolonged period of time, and anyone who has any kind of uh, autoimmune disease also knows thing that you live with, and it's prolonged. Um, it just becomes such a way of life that it's, it's weird when you have moments where it's not the focus, where you have the good days, and you're just like, what now? Because it's become so normal to you that your instant reaction is, I don't know what to do with this. If I feel good, this doesn't feel normal. So you can actually get anxiety from feeling good because you're like, I'm not used to this yep. feeling. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of ironic that you kind of bring up autoimmune disease. So when I was diagnosed um, in Toronto, I don't know, many, many moons ago, and I kind of said, well, what is this going to be like? And the nurse kind of pulled me aside and she said, you know what, no one's ever really asked that question, but the best way I can put it is you have a works department of people in your life They'll all be your friends and your family and whatever the case may be. And then suddenly you're going to have a giant pothole in your life and not even the works department's going to fix it. Yeah. It's and you're fun. just going to have this gaping, yeah, you're going to have a gaping hole in your life and you're going to have mm-hmm. to kind of make it normal. How do you do that? Yeah, that is yeah, the question. How do you do it? <laughs> right, you know, right. It, and I, I guess you, you, should, you just one day at a time. So it sounds so cliche, but you don't. Nobody knows how how to plan for something like that. It's, you know, I'm sure it's something that you just, you know, hit with and try to just manage best you can. But I, I know you. You're just talking about like the friends and family too. Like you know. Sometimes people don't know how to deal with that kind of thing, and they scatter, and they, and, or they think you want to be left alone, and you know, you really realize who's important and how much you're cared for in those moments too. I, I assume, uh, you know, people step up that you don't expect to, and people sometimes who you thought yep. would step up aren't there. It's a very mental, uh, mentally difficult um, discovery process, but you know. I know that both yeah. of you guys have, have dealt with some significant, you know, health problems and stuff, and I can't to pretend to know what that's like. Uh, I'm lucky to not be able to identify with that right now. But I think that 
you guys are here right now and you guys are, you know, telling a story of survival. And, and although it's not over, you know, it's never over, it still stays with you. I think there's something incredible about the spirit of you both that you can sit here and, you know, talk about your story. And I bet there's a lot of people dealing with similar things or maybe not similar things, but they can identify with uh, the struggle. And I think it's beautiful to tell these kind of stories on the show. And, and I don't want to focus the entire time on the, on the difficulty and the, and the cancer and stuff, but I think it's incredible that we've had you on, you know, a couple of times now and, it just the growth and in, in the, the recovery and it, it's beautiful to see that you have come out of that and it's still a fight, but congratulations for just, you know, sticking around and it must've been brutal, but it really shows the strength of character you have. Thank you. Yes. It's, um, you know, I've had people say to me, I couldn't have gone through what you went through. And I just think to myself, yeah, you could, you'd be surprised what you can go through you're put up against the wall, you're going to fight. You're going to have a lot more strength than you realize. We doubt ourselves. We doubt what we're capable of, and we never should. We are, we have infinite capabilities, and most of the limitations in our lives are ones that we put on ourselves, um, a mental limitation. Is it too hard, or we can't do this, or we don't want to do this, so we don't go for it. But when you're really pushed to it, you can and you will, and yet don't underestimate yourselves ever. Any, no one ever should. No one ever should because there's going to be those people in your lives that will underestimate you, and you should never put yourself in a position where you do that to yourself. Krista, you know that you're one of my favorite people in the world, and I yeah. just want to know, what do you know now? that you didn't know at the beginning of all of this? Oh, I mean, when I look at myself before all of this and I look at myself now, I don't even recognize that chick. Really? Um, yeah, no, I've, I'm completely different. I was never a very positive person before. Um, I was much more negative. That glass, it was always half empty. Um, or I'd be like, that glass isn't even half empty. It's full of pee. Um, I was just a pretty negative person. So now I, I have a completely different mindset. I find myself that I'm much more positive. I naturally look for the good in people. I naturally look for the positive of situations. But I no longer want to be so negative. I don't want to be so weighed down. I don't want to give my energy to someone else if it's not being reciprocated or if it's not the good kind of energy. Um, so I just, yeah, I didn't realize that I had it in me to to change my whole outlook and shift my priorities and what's important, what's not important. And, yeah, it, it's really completely shaped me in, in a whole new way. So I didn't realize I had it in me to, to be, you know, to be positive and not always think of the worst scenario, which I do still do on occasion, but I then quickly try to correct myself. I'm so proud of you. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. Uh, and Crystal, um, I want to I want to pose that yeah. same question to you because I know that you've dealt with a a um, a uh, unique 
kind of, uh, you know, quarantined with your, your health stuff. You're not able to go out at all. At least some of us were able nope. to kind of venture out now and then, and you've been kind of locked down. And, you know, uh, is there anything – well, you can go negative, too, if you want it, but also is there anything positive that you realized about yourself or just the self-discovery itself is a positive thing, even if it's something that you're not, you know, proud of or a negative thing, always being in touch with yourself and, and understanding who you are is something – that's positive. Is there anything that you kind of gained out of this quarantine, uh, out of lockdown, that you really understood about yourself that you didn't have before, a certain kind of truth, if you will? Absolutely. So I, I am a thinker. I, I overthink a lot. Um, and I think one of the biggest takeaways of all of this, because let me tell you, the last year, pandemic aside, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened um, that a lot of people don't know about. And, I mean, you wouldn't know about it because, right, it's my stuff. And I'm not really one to open my book up completely and just, you know, go willy-nilly and tell everybody everything because it's just not me. But I have a – I know now – um, coming hopefully out of this that I have a tendency to actively disconnect from a lot of things because I just get inside of my head. So I have really tried to um, remain attached and connected to everyone and I think because I booked all the guests for the show I think that's been one of the greatest blessings for me is it gives me a chance to talk to so many people and it keeps me accountable and it keeps me present and it keeps me focused and I have a Mike Mullins in my life so you know all things good I'm sorry for that (laughs) (laughs) no that's you know that's that's beautiful and and, you know i i know you know it's especially tough when you're dealing with this isolation and also dealing with a lot of medical stuff and health problems and you know not feeling good in general it's i you know i don't think anyone can truly appreciate that but you know i think you are a strong person i think you are very thoughtful and you know you write these blog posts that are very self reflective and i think you have a good grasp of who you are and i think it's uh, commendable that you're able to write that kind of stuff and share it with people and sometimes uh, you know sharing like that is especially parts of your life that you're not proud of or you're not happy with anyone can share the good stuff but people can share the good stuff and the bad stuff that takes a lot of uh, honesty and, and uh, self, uh, you know, reflection and ability to be self-reflective. And then that's, uh, that's a special thing. And, um, you know, when we talked about earlier, I talked about how silence is my worst enemy. I always sleep with music in my ear earbuds because cause then I'll just be up thinking and then I'll be up like my mind will wander and instantly yeah. go, I'm a, I'm a catastrophizer. Uh, so I'll worry about things that might happen 20 years down the line. <laughs> I'm just one of those people. Um, and I also have a, um, I have a pessimistic sense of humor, although I feel like I'm an optimistic person. If that makes any sense, I don't, I find just pessimistic humor funny and I enjoy it. And it's it maybe because it's not who I feel I am, but I always used to say that uh, I don't like going out with people. I don't like, uh, I don't want to go to a party. I don't want to see people. I don't want to do that. 
And it was always a half truth because I do like being with people, but just getting me there is so difficult. But I really, uh, you know, the past couple of years I've been in a funk. I lost my father, you know, last year and then just the pandemic hit. I find myself just slipping into a funk and I didn't want to just, I didn't want to be visible. I didn't want to be, you know, talk to people. And over the past year, this quarantine and this, uh, you know, lockdown has really opened my eyes to how much I require uh, human interaction and human touch in my life because I never thought I'd miss, you know, being with people. I never thought I'd miss the, you know, sitting across from the table and having a party or, or a couple of cocktails or a cup of coffee or dinner with somebody. That lack of human interaction was a big hole in my life uh, the past year. And I think it gave me a better appreciation for my friends and a better appreciation that I have the ability to go out with my friends and, you know, go out to dinner or hang out or go to a concert. Like live music is, I live for live music and I haven't been able to do that. And I think it gave me appreciation for the freedom that I didn't have this past year. Um, and I took for granted for so long. And I, I miss my friends, even Josh McAdoo, which uh, don't ever tell him I said that. I will destroy this team. But no. It puts things into perspective for you, and, and we do. We've probably taken way too much for granted for way too long, and yep. I don't think this is an ideal situation to open your eyes. Like Nobody wanted this to happen, but it's something that can come out of this, and uh, I think that I appreciate everyone, all of you guys. You know, I think it's weird because as soon as I was diagnosed, it you know, I – suddenly adopted this behavior of, you know, I really don't like being told what to do. I don't know, Krista, if that's something that, you know, you go through. I don't know. I don't know. But I somehow picked it up, and now I don't like being told. So for me to be told that I have to, and literally, I have been locked up since the beginning of all this nonsense. So I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't seen anyone. I haven't done anything. You know, it's just the world is a much different place. And, you know, I I still consider myself to be incredibly lucky because at least once a week I get to pull an episode like this and talk to two amazing friends. And, I mean, how lucky am I? I can't complain. Well, now I know you've gone crazy. <laughs> you need to get out of the house, Crystal. If I'm if I'm the positive part of your week, you need help quick. Yep, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's that. You know, it's it's you know, that's it's perfect. It's true. And uh, you know, I hope on the other end of this, you know, we're starting to kind of re-enter the world again. And I hope that we don't click back to just that nonchalant, just taking everything for granted and just being bothered by having to be with people. And, you know, I think uh, we have a chance to use this and be better people. Um, And Krista, like you said, you know, you learn so much, you know, after dealing with your stuff and on the other side of it, your, your mindset changed. And I think if we all have collectively gone through this for the past year, um, 
you know, as a world, as a, as a the planet, what other experience has the whole world experienced at the same time like this? Like every continent, every country in the world has been dealing with this. It's a unique shared yep. experience that I don't think has ever been a scale like this uh, in my lifetime, at least. And that ability to relate to people and relate to the struggle of this, you know, we've been spent so much time in the world just classifying and dividing us into categories and, you know, this is the bad guy, this is the good guy, that's the politics and religion and all this stuff. This is a shared experience that I think if we really, really connected on some kind of, uh, you know, level where we all kind of get what's going on. I think it's a chance to be better as people. It's better communities, better neighbors, better friends. I think if we don't take this and do something positive, then it's a waste. And the people who died for this, um, you know, I'm sure they would have done anything to have, you know, come out on the other side and had a chance to be better. And I think that we need to take this opportunity to better ourselves and learn from this and uh, learn lessons from it. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's definitely true. And it really is a a great opportunity for everyone to kind of grow and learn together. And I'm hoping that it's also an opportunity for people who, since there's people now who are struggling with mental health issues who never struggled before. So I'm hoping that if nothing else, it's also a lesson to humanity to maybe be a little more empathetic, that maybe they can understand more the struggles of others, and, and maybe that there won't be such a stigma around seeking help for mental health treatment. It's something that can be discussed more openly now that it seems that basically the entire world now knows what it feels like to be anxious and depressed. Um, which is really horrible to think about on a grand scale, but if something good can come out of it, it would be that maybe we can feel more compassion for our fellow humans who this is the norm for them. And maybe it'll encourage others to speak more freely about it and get help. You know, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, it's kind of ironic when you sit back. I get so caught up in my own little mental kind of game, I never stopped for one second to think about the kids and what they're going through. And holy moly, just what they're going through right now, I can't imagine being a kid of this generation and having to give up everything that they've had to give up just, you know, so we can try and cope with all of this. And really... I'll be the first one to admit I'm not coping very well. Not going to lie. I don't think anyone's really coping well. We're all just kind of in survival mode. So if you haven't, um, you know, smashed a bunch of windows and started screaming naked in the streets, I think you're winning. I mean, that's why I (laughs) set the bar for myself. (laughs) I need chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's funny, but it's actually a great point because we only see ourselves through our own, you know, point of view. And sometimes when right. we're struggling, we feel like we're failing and the rest of the world is, is excelling. And I think that sometimes reminding each other that we're doing all right, we're doing the best we can, we're all going through something really profound right now. I think that kind of shared <laughs> commiserating in, uh, you know, all of this is actually a good thing. It makes you feel less like an anomaly and more like somebody who's just with the rest of the pack 
just, you know, struggling to get along. And, uh, you know, a few months ago, and I've, I mentioned this on the show before, but, you know, after my dad passed away and stuff, I kind of took like a little break from social media and went away for a little while and just stopped reaching out. And I remember Kat, Kat Arnett, who's one of the most positive uh, forces in the world, called me out of the blue. Yep. And I, I recognized your number, but I didn't get it right away. I was doing something and my phone was over there. And I listened to the voicemail, and then she called back again. And she goes, I just had the overwhelming need to call and check up on you and see if you're okay which I don't do that and people don't do that for me. So it was just, I was so taken back by that just call and checking up on somebody, but it's something we can do to people we care about and friends. Just check up, just give them a call. Don't give them a text. Give them a call and just say, Hey, thinking about you doing okay. Because a lot of people aren't the kind of people that reach out and they aren't the kind of people that say, Hey, I need someone to talk to. And sometimes a good friend won't let people come to them. They'll go to somebody and say, listen, I'm calling you. I'm checking up on you. And that meant the world to me. And I will never forget that. And I was doing okay. I was having, you know, uh, as much problems as everybody else, but I was managing. But the fact that, you know, she had this overwhelming need to reach out to me and just check up on me was uh, so beautiful. And this is somebody, uh, you know, I've only known for a few years through the DDPY community. And we met at a one I promoted back in a few years ago, and uh, she's just an incredible person, and I think that's so important. Reach out to people in your circle. Uh, give them a call. Just just say hi, even. That could just change someone's day. Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be more, yeah, I think more people like that, more thought like that. Yeah, I think it's important. I really do. And, you know, uh, you know, going through all of this, we're on the tail end of it. So I think that we're, we're all going to struggle a little bit coming back to real life, coming back to normal. There's going to be that, you know, post-traumatic, you know, uh, feel to things. So we're going to be on edge. We're probably going to be a little skittish. Uh, as you talked about, you know, with cancer, there's lasting effects of, of these kind of, uh, you know, traumas. And not that it's on the same level, you know, cancer is on the same level as being stuck inside, but I think we're all going to have a little bit of trouble readjusting, and it's going to be important to just be there for each other. And I'm really hopeful for what we're going to do after this. I think things are going to be less bitter and things are going to be less cruel, and I think we're going to realize what's important, and hopefully we'll turn things around. I hope so. I just want to hug people. I just want to hug people. Oh man, don't! I'm not doing that again. I, the last time I did that in the grocery <laughs> store, I had three restraining orders. <laughs> uh, I know we had you on before, and I'm and I want another check-in uh, at another point. But I got to ask you, uh, Krista, is there anything on the horizon, any goals that you'd kind of like to achieve in the next couple of years? Anything you'd like to try? Uh, work towards, is there anything in your future, DDPY related or just, you know, personal victory? Is there anything you'd like to uh, hopefully attempt once this thing kind of wraps up? Well, I mean, actually, there's something I'm working on right now. I am um, training for my L1 certification, so I'm hoping that I am able to complete that and become a certified instructor by the end of this year. That is my number one goal. You're going to be so awesome at this. Oh, thank so, you. I, you know, I'm going to ask you. Thrilled. 
mm-hmm. when you were in the, the when you were in the, the muck, real deep into the, like the darkest part of your journey, did this even seem like it was something possible that you could just uh, one day you'd even attempt this? You know, it must be such a contrast from where you've been to even making this, uh, you know, attempt. And honestly, it was my goal all along. It was something I wanted. And there was a few moments where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be physically capable of doing this. This might set me back forever. This was something I wanted before I was diagnosed. And then that hit, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I don't know if I will be able to teach other people when I have my own limitations. Like, is that a thing? And then after my surgery... I went through all kinds of physical therapy. I had courting and all kinds of problems. I couldn't lift my arm up. And it wasn't physical therapy that got me back able to move around more. It was DDPY. So after I realized that, I was like, not only can I do this, I can help other people. It's my duty. It is my responsibility. I have to do this. This is my calling. I have to bring this to other people especially my pink sisters out there, knowing that this can change their whole quality of life. So that's something I'm really looking forward to is becoming certified and then volunteering with um, a local nonprofit that my breast surgeon actually started called Evolve Pink and bringing this to them and helping these amazing women, you know, regain some freedom in their lives and get back in better shape and really bring, you know, a better mentality to themselves because it gets to training constantly feeling like you can't and then to find out that no, you really can. It really just changes everything. So that's, that's my goal for this year. You're going to be a great instructor. You know, having that life experience is going to be so important relating to other people. And part of the thing that really disconnects people from a lot of those instructors who are just, you know, born to be, you know, fitness extreme you know sometimes they don't relate to people who have struggled or who have had those physical you know uh, setbacks in their life and going through what you did you're going to be a great instructor and there's going to a lot of you're going to be a lot of people who will relate to you and and in that point you know trust you and follow you and come to classes and, and let you kind of work through them thank you i i really hope that i can put something back out into the universe that has given me so much and to the community that has helped me so much. I, I'm really blessed and I hope I have the opportunity to really help people. That would definitely make what I went through, you know, one of the positives that comes out of the negative, if I can turn it around and, and help other people, then that makes it all worthwhile. It makes the struggle worthwhile. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm Beautiful. so happy. Oh, Crystal's. I want to ask you that question yeah. too, because I know you've, you've been kind of, uh, you know, locked up and I'm sure that stir craziness and all this stuff, when you get out of this uh, on the other side of things and hit the ground running, what is something that you want to accomplish coming out of this when you're able to readjust and re- get back into the world again? What's something that you want to attempt or try or work on about yourself? Hmm. You know, I, I, I've taken this last year more so out of necessity, I had to stop. Um, so I kind of abused the privilege and stopped a lot of things. 
So I would like to get back on a wellness journey um, physically, not mentally, just physically um, doing more than what I have been doing because really I these walls have kind of bled into everything and it kind of changes your perspective on possibilities in the world and just, I don't know, I've, I've been in this funk of feeling alone and really I'm not. I, I'm probably the world's most not alone person, but, you know, your mind has a funny way of trying to convince you that you are. So I would really like to um, just get back out there on every possible level of, you know, traveling and seeing people and and talking and just recommitting to being um, a good person, just a good person who's always there to help somebody who needs it. I love it. Watch out, world. When you get loose, yeah. it's gonna be gonna be fun. I love it. Great answer. Thank you. Great answer. Well, um, how much time we got left here? We got 15 minutes left. We'll try to uh, fill it with some. Uh, I'm trying to think of some different ways because we talked about Krista's story. I'm trying to think of a couple different uh, directions to take things and what we can do with it. Any ideas, Crystal? Any questions you want to pose to the group? Yeah, actually. So, Krista, I had a question. Somebody asked me this question um, at the beginning of the week, and I would like to pose it to you. What are you grateful for right now? Oh, boy, it's more like what am I not grateful for right now? I am grateful for so much. I mean, I'm grateful to be here living, breathing on this planet. I'm grateful to be a part of an amazing supportive community where you see the world have so much negativity so to have and be a part of a family because that's really what the community is it's a family yep. that is so amazingly supportive and they don't just cheer you on when you're doing good but they cheer you on when you're struggling so i'm incredibly grateful for that um i'm grateful when it rains i'm grateful when the day is sunny I'm grateful that it's not snowing. <laughs> um, really, I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm really done with the winter, so I'm very grateful that it's not snowing. We got we got hammered this year, and I I don't like it. So, um, do you want some snow? Because I still have some. So, <gasps> no, please. <laughs> uh, we were buried we got feet upon feet and I was just like yep. I'm not used to this and I don't know what to do with this and I've got three kids who are really feeling extremely cooped up now yeah. <laughs> and no, this remind snow me. is taller than they are <laughs> remind me what part of the, where are you located again I'm in Pennsylvania now in northeast Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Those you guys got hit up there. I got some friends up there. I was just curious, but I feel like uh, I mean we had a really bad dusting this year in North Carolina, and it took almost two hours to to, to pass. And so we're still trying to recover. Go away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just like took a deep breath and blew off my car, and then <clears throat> we're all set. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing and then 
but now we have to we have to deal with the brutal thousand degree summer. So I guess I should stop <laughs> while I'm ahead. Oy, oy, oy. Um, I just can't even. Well, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Well, you know, I'm 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 grateful that you you come back, and and I'm so excited to hear that you know your prognosis and, and you're doing well and. I really feel strongly that we're all on the end of this. Somewhere, all of us DDPY maniacs and DDP radio maniacs are going to be in the same place, and uh, you guys will get sick of me really quickly. Um, but I can't wait to just be among you crazy people again, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun when this thing is over, and we're going to be refocused, re-energized, and ready to just you know kick out of this thing like a bat out of hell, and I'm excited to be there, and I'm excited to look forward to being there. And I think that things are going to be moving on up from here. Things are looking right. Crystal, the ball, Stuart, you looking at that crystal ball, what are you telling me? Future's so bright, got to wear shades. I'm feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, before we get going, um, is there anything you want to plug, uh, Krista, with uh, people can keep up to date about your classes? And I know that with you doing the L1 instruction, you're going to need some people willing to be guinea pigs and students and uh, anything you want to put out there so people can reach out to you if they're interested in, in doing what you do. Um, yes, I'm actually going to be putting together a little Facebook group um, for when I am ready to start doing my teaching hours. It's going to be Serenity Valley Fitness. And uh, I actually already have the group now, um, so I'm going to be putting that out there and making it go live. So if anyone's interested in joining that and, um, you know, kind of having some fun, because I'm sure I'm going to fumble an awful lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. And, um on my little um, jewelry bracelet, um, making bracelets, and uh, I've actually got some DBTY-inspired ones that I make for myself. They're really fun. But, yes, I'm definitely going to be needing some guinea pigs <laughs> to, uh, you know, help me along the way and help me learn how to be an instructor because it's very different teaching than it is actually doing. Um, so, hopefully, it'll something that I start, I mean, I'm only about 25 hours into my practice hours with the actual lessons itself, but by the end of the year, I'm hoping to have that all wrapped up and ready to submit the video and take it from there. So, Krista, I, I just had it. a question come in. Can mm-hmm. global people join your classes as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All my classes clarity. are going to be Zoom-based, um, so it will be anyone, anywhere is, is more than welcome. Woohoo! That's awesome. Who are these mysterious global people? I've never heard of them. Like, are they just like giant globes <laughs> with feet and legs walking around? I just, I'm just picturing a, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory spinoff or something. Right? Snowsuits. <laughs> Everyone's uh, in snowsuits. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I'm from New England and I'm more than familiar with snowsuits and I don't care how cold the day is you couldn't get me caught dead in one of those things because watching me try to wrestle myself out of that in the middle of a school day was something you could have put that on the internet and gotten a billion hits <laughs> just filmed me trying to get my snowsuit off like a turtle laying on its back it's not pretty <laughs> 
I'm not even joking. One of the worst panic attacks I've ever had in my life. I was trying to get a snowsuit <laughs> off, and my arms got stuck behind my back, and I couldn't get them out, and I couldn't get them forward. So my only option was to lay on the floor and writhe until I got myself off. <laughs> uh, if there was a camera, I'd be have a billion views on that thing, I promise. Uh, well, so awesome. Chris, I I appreciate you uh, you uh, tolerating my tomfoolery tonight, and it was so good to talk to you guys. And uh, I'm so grateful for the show. And and like you said, Crystal, I was I was I was messing around earlier, but having this place to come to every Wednesday night, whether either on the show or listening to the show, just having this place to connect as a DDPY community is so cool. And this is the very purpose that Dallas. Uh, wanted when he created this show. He said he wants the place where the community can come together every week and just kind of, you know, uh, be there for each other, chat, inspire each other, ask questions. And uh, during this pandemic, especially, I've really understood the value of having that common place and that scheduled Wednesday yeah. night meeting with all my fellow GDPY warriors. Yeah, I've learned um, Wednesday nights, especially, I'm not half as alone as I think I am sometimes. And I, that's one, that's so comforting. And I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful. Well, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we're all here. And I'm glad that we're going to get through this and we're, we're getting there. And it's going to be a beautiful rest of 2021 and then watch out 2022. Um, the AEW show that's on opposite of us and the NXT show that was on opposite. I heard NXT went off the air and moved to Tuesdays because they just couldn't compete with uh, DDV radio. And I feel that <laughs> AEW is running scared in this time slot. I think that we're going to push them out of the way and just have the whole market. So get ready for a bunch of people <laughs> to be tuning in anytime now, but I appreciate you guys uh, coming on and, I appreciate you, Krista, and, and I'm glad to hear things are, are starting to look up, and I have uh, real positive uh, thoughts for the future. So I appreciate you coming back on and checking in with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back on. It was really great to talk to you guys. Oh, it's so great uh, to I, see you, hear you. I love it. Wait, you, you guys, is there a video chat that I'm not aware of? Are you guys having no. like, a cat? Is that my <laughs> cat in your video chat? You know what it was? It was the whole snowsuit thing that just got us thinking. <laughs> uh, watch this. This has been a Zoom show for like seven years, and I don't even know. You just have a picture of a potato or I'm supposed to be or something. <laughs> Trust me, I'm way better audible than visual. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. And, Chris, let's, uh, let's fire us off into... Uh, the, the future, if you will, with a quote to inspire us and, and pull us through the week. Um, I think this quote came to me. It's just really important to know who you surround yourself with. So this is where this quote came from. Be mindful when you blindly follow the masses. Sometimes the M is silent. <laughs> I get what you did there. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yep. I love it. Well, from this mass to you all, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Uh, brand new 
episode of Deep Radio Live next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been fun. Thank you, Krista. Thank you, Crystal. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be good this week. Work hard. Own it. Inspire the world. Inspire yourself to be better every day. We got a lot of learning under our belt in this past year. Used it. Let's move forward. Let's kick some ass, and we'll see you guys soon. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a pre- Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.